feeling stuck sucks. It's disempowering. We feel isolated. And we may make decisions that don't serve us or our loved ones. Your coaches, Lada and Ryan, are here to help. Together, yes, that includes you. Let's get unstuck. This is the Fitwall Fusion Podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Fitwell Fusion with Lotta. Today, I have a very exciting guest for you guys. It's Lex Vuko. And Lex helps people create a firm body, a strong mind, and unstoppable energy in the shortest time possible. So I have a really amazing woman here I'd like to sh- uh, share with you. So thank you so much for being here, Lex. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to chat with you about this. Yeah, I was like, the first time we met, I was like, ooh, this energy, I really want to get to everybody else. So just because we had such an amazing conversation, I was like, oh, I wish this was recorded. (laughs) I know. I know. And that's the thing about unstoppable energy. I'm like, I show up with that energy, you know, I have to, I have to walk the walk, you know. Exactly. Because you said you're a big believer as well of um, being how you teach, right? You're like, I'm the first example of my coaching, what I do, right? Yes, pretty much everything I teach my clients, I'm pretty sure. And at some point in my life, I experimented on myself. You know, I have like over 20 years of experience with, you know, fitness and competing and boxing, kickboxing, meditations, nutrition. I have so much stuff that I experience, I would experience something on my own first, see how it feels. And I would share with others, see what their feedback is. And then now I created a program out of it and that's how I do it. And I'm a big believer on mind and body working together, not as a separate entity. And that's what helps me maintain that energy. Like, let's say I'm feeling, you know, not so energetic, but my son wants to play with me, right? I have a three and a half year old. And so it's so easy to just say, oh, forget it, right? Like that's, that's what majority of us want to do. But if I say, how would I act if I had more energy? How would I act if I had a ton of energy? And right away, you feel this rush of energy, you start acting that way. And then sooner or later, that becomes a habit and you actually find yourself running on high energy. Nice. And that feeling is so cool. I think originally you had something you also mentioned highly driven individuals. Is that for you what that is that running on high energy, like higher vibes? Well, it's also the mindset, right? Like I've had I've worked with people before where I find myself like I'm all about health, right? I'm all about me striving to be the best version of me, whatever that means for myself, right? Like for me, that can mean something different than it is for you. And that's okay. But I've worked with people where I found myself wanting their health more for them that they wanted it themselves. And that's when I started saying, you know what, if you're highly driven, I can help you. And what that really means is simply having a desire to work on yourself. I work with different kinds of people. Like I have one of the clients right now, she's going through depression. We're getting her out of depression. But she says, you know, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm crawling out of this. And she does the work. And that doesn't mean she doesn't fail. And she and I just talked about this last night. That doesn't mean you don't fail. It means that you're willing to go and try and fail. And I gave her an example that really resonated with, you, with her that I wanted to share is when you're learning how to ride a bicycle, for example, you have to lose balance 
in order to learn how to balance, right? Otherwise, you're not learning how to balance. So when you're learning something new, you have to fall. You have to lose control. You have to go through that in order to learn how to deal with that. And so that's what I mean by highly driven is you have to be willing to try things, to fail, to say that didn't work, to say, I didn't do that. You, but you have to have the desire to change because that desire will get you up when you quote unquote fail or fall, which I don't believe in that. It's simply a lesson. Oh, this is how I do it. Oh, this is how I don't do it. And you move on. That was really beautiful said. And I really like that example because it's so true. How are you ever learning, for example, how to ride a bike? We are learning through little steps. You're like, oh, this doesn't work. Oh, okay, yeah. this I can improve. Let's do it that way. So this does also mean for you that being highly driven is a mindset thing and everybody can be highly driven. It's really just about, am I showing up to do the work? So if you're not right now, oh, I'm not like a highly driven individual, can I become one? Absolutely. I think the biggest misconception in today's society is that we think of highly driven people, people who hustle and work 20 hour days and all about success and money. And that is not true. Highly driven, you become highly driven when you fall in love with a journey. You start accepting yourself and you start loving yourself. And then all you wanna do is become the best version of yourself. That doesn't mean I'm beating myself down for not being my best version today. It means I'm showing up today as the best version of me that I can be for today, right? Highly driven also is connected to feeling purposeful in life. A lot of people get jobs that really they dislike and they drive them down and they feel this disconnect to like, why am I even here? They, they fall in the rut of going to work, doing whatever they have to do. And then that actually has the effect on the rest of their lives that they fall in that same process, right? I'm just dragging, I'm just going through. But when we find service, when we find purpose in serving others, there's almost no better feeling. We all know the feeling of helping somebody else. Now, with that said, I also want to mention that helping from a giving heart is very different than helping from a place of sacrifice. And the reason why, I'm, why it's important to mention that is, especially women, but I've met men who've done that too, is we've we've been raised to almost become people pleasers and to say yes all the time and instead we instead of recharging ourselves and taking time for ourselves we keep giving to others so when i feel fulfilled i have plenty of energy to share plenty of love to give plenty of service to to help others on their journeys but if i start feeling depleted and i keep giving that becomes sacrifice, which means I have to take from me to give to you. And then over time, that creates resentment. So being highly driven, if we actually take a moment to decide what that means for us, what, what would it mean for me to be highly driven? Well, it means I feel purposeful in life. I'm aligned with what I'm here to do. I feel like I'm making a difference every day. And then I want to be the best version of me because I feel uplifted to be so. I was speaking with a coach, with a friend who's also a coach recently, and she wanted to change what she does. And I said, how come? She says, 
I don't feel like I'm making a difference. She said, I get on the phone with my clients, I get on a call with my clients, and they're not making a change. So it's not all about the money, right? She got the money from those people, but she's not feeling like she's contributing. So the hustle needs to be bigger than you, right? It needs to fulfill me, but it needs to be bigger than me because I'm creating a bigger difference in the world with my work. That is so interesting. Because when I read this, I was like, oh, wow, I, I wonder who these people are because I didn't see myself as it just because I haven't been very accustomed to the term. And now as you explain it, how you see it, I'm like, oh, wow, yeah. Of course, I see, <laughs> I see myself in that um, yes. because I, yeah, I, I had the same, um, I guess, idea about it that it's somebody who's just work, work, work and who's yes. just like, my goals are bigger than whatever, not yes. really seeing somebody who can actually, who, who doesn't have to work overly. They, they can do both. They have a balance. It's just about the wanting to do certain things. So that's really, that's really right. cool. I love Absolutely. that you shared that. So you have a method you call the VUCO method. That I find yeah. very cool. Can you share it with us what, what that is? Sure. So again, through all the, you know, experiments that I did on myself <laughs> throughout all the years and then with, you know, with my clients, um, I ended up seeing patterns of things that we as humans um, could improve on that will then have a trickle effect on the rest of our lives. And, you know, my background is fitness. So when I started working on lifting weights, I was like, this feels so great. I want to share this with the world, you know, and I ended up being a trainer and then I ended up opening my studio and I, you know, people started coming in, obviously it was a good business, but then they kept wanting like more nutrition information. I'm like, well, that's great. Nutrition goes with it. It's my passion. Let's share nutrition. But it still wasn't catching on in the sense of they would, let's say they had to not train with me, they, they couldn't train with me for a few months, they would come back and be like, Lex, I need you again all the way back or whatever the situation was. And I was like, why are these not permanent changes? In that same time, I started competing in bodybuilding and I developed a binging disorder because of the way that industry works. And that's a whole nother story. But it helped me understand there's a lot of psychology, but there's a lot more between us and food and between us and our relationship with ourselves. So in search for all these answers for my clients and for myself, I really fell in love with neuroscience, with how the brain works and why we do things that we do and why don't we do things that we know are good for us and how the habits are formed. Like I just love all the things that come to how the brain works. And then I, I was led into meditations. I started doing meditations and I started doing it with my clients even back in, when I had the studio. And I, I, I just ended up having so many different variables to it. And I said, okay, let me come down with a strategy because it seems that we all have very similar patterns that we need to work on. So some of the things that fall under the method are looking into the sleep, looking into nutrition, looking into hydration, but they're also looking into where am I spending my mental space? Where are my thoughts? Am I being more optimistic or am I being more negative? And people will say, you know, I'm being a realist. Well, here's the problem. We are creating our future with our current thoughts. 
So if I am, and, and being a realist can be very different if you're watching the news and if you're not watching the news. So if I'm watching the news and I'm being real and say, there's a war going on here, there's this going on here, there's this dollars losing value and there's like all this negative stuff, that's gonna be my reality. And now that shapes my current thoughts. And through those thoughts, I actually end up taking certain subconscious action and feeling a certain way. In other words, I'm creating my future. So that's what that's where thoughts and emotions come into that whole method as well is because it's so important to know where am I spending my mental space? Because what I'm thinking about is going to determine how I'm feeling. And truly, everything starts from how we feel. If I feel energetic, if I feel unstoppable, if I feel enthusiastic, that's what I'm going to want to show in the world. That's what I'm going to show up in the world, but that's also what I'm going to show to people around me. And that's what I'm going to spread. But if I feel, nah, if I feel average, if I have low energy, if I feel like, ah, I just don't want to do that. If I feel like flipping channels, then that's how I'm going to show up in the world. And then that transpires into my relationships, into my business relationships, into all the things around me. So there's these things that I took out when it comes to thoughts, when it comes to emotions, and when it comes to um, overall physical well-being. And going back to basics into how can we bring our body back in balance? How can we feel less stress and get to a point where I, we feel relaxed and present and then have moments of stress? Because nowadays, most people spend 95, 99% of the time in stress zone and that tears the body down. Yeah, that's true. I, I just really love how you said that. Because I just, I love repetition and I love other people explaining things. So really explaining you are thinking right now your future. You also have it in your hand right now. Shape it how you want to have it. And if it's not shaped in the way you want it, how can we tinker with the words to shape it? Would you say there's something different about how, about how you came into this like mindset wise how did you get there would you say there was something did you get some idea get you some some spark is there something totally different than you or is this attainable for everybody yeah yeah so there are ways to the best way to go about making any change is making small changes, right? So what I typically hear people go is, you know, I want to get in shape, right? So I'm going to go and join the gym. I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to eat all my veggies. I'm going to cut down on my sugar. And then two weeks later, they're back on the couch flipping channels. And it's like, well, what happened? This is why it, the reason why it didn't work is they jumped too much. They made too many changes all at once. So first thing is evaluating which area of my life do I want to change? Well, I even start or before that I asked the person, how do you feel mentally, emotionally and physically on scale from one to 10 rate yourself? And what would you like to change? First of all, we got to know there's a willingness to change, right? So let's say I'm feeling like a six on most of those things. And I want to feel like a nine, right? So understanding that from a six to a nine, it's going to be a journey, right? We're not going to feel like a nine or a 10 tomorrow. But making small changes, the first thing that I stare at my clients on is a mental diet. They go on a seven day mental diet. They start being aware of their thoughts and their mental space. And then they start when they are aware of that, they're like, well, I notice how whatever, like how negative I am. Or I notice that I'm thinking about food all the time. I notice that whatever it is. 
but we have to start being aware of it so that we can change it. When it comes to nutrition, it's making small shifts in nutrition, like adding extra portion of vegetables two or three times a week, something that's doable, right? Sleep is a big one. We don't talk about sleep quality enough. And I get my clients to get certain apps and certain settings on the phone so we don't get blue light in the evening so that we can actually start production of melatonin at night. Getting out in the sun early morning really helps the sleep as well. But it really ends up being individual because if you come to me and you're like, hey, you know, I want to feel better, right? Well, we have to determine what that means for you. Maybe your sleep is on point, but maybe there's improvements in nutrition. Or maybe both of those are on point, but your thoughts are not where you want them to be, right? So it really, it does end up being individual, although there's a guideline to what we want to check for. It's kind of like, you know, going to check uh, the car and the engine. You go to the mechanic and they check these different things. They ch check the engine, they check the light, they check the battery, they check a few different things so that overall the car can run optimally. Because if one of those things is not running optimally, it's going to act the, it's gonna, it's going to affect the whole car. And that's what we're really looking into is which area do I need to tweak on and change up a little bit so that I can run optimally tomorrow and the day after and the day after. I can just agree. <laughs> so I just love how, how we have very similar ideas on this. And that's why I always love if people repeat those things. So do you mind sharing how you got into this? What, what was sort of your journey um, where you got the entrance point was it the physical um, somewhere else? So I would say, actually, the story probably starts when I moved to States when I was 17. And within like two months, I gained a ton of weight. And I was like, what is happening here, right? And I was 17, right? So it was very important to me because I thought I was going to go back to Eastern Europe um, in a year. And I, at that time, it was very, um, very much about the looks, you know, it was like, oh, I got to lose all this weight. I don't want to go back and, you know, um, feel I felt embarrassed. I felt ashamed, I guess. And um, I didn't know anything about nutrition at the time. But um, but even before that, like when I was living in Eastern Europe, I, I, I was in some form of athletics, like we used to go running or things like that, right? So, but it was never, um, it was a part of life. It was never like a thing you had to work on, right? So when I moved to States and gained the weight, I was like, whoa, I have to do something about this. So I started working out, um, you know, I still didn't know anything about nutrition and, and, but it started interesting me, it started being interesting to me because I started noticing that I'm feeling better um just feeling better right it wasn't even any changes yet and and then that started having the trickle effect on oh wait i can go lift weights and when i started lifting weights i mean i still remember i didn't know what i was doing right i would walk into the gym i would see somebody do an exercise and i was like hey can you tell me about that like what is that what are you working on like i that's one thing about me is i had no shame asking all kinds of questions and you know people are and i want to mention that because people are oftentimes afraid they say you know i don't want to go to the gym and everybody's going to be staring at me Honestly, if you approach people like with curiosity, like people had, I've never had a bad experience, right? And so I started learning about it and then I started reading about it and educating myself on this because I, I loved the way I felt. And that's what that led me to nutrition more because now I was like, wait, I hear about protein. I'm hearing about carbs. Well, what does that mean? What is how? So I started really, really digging into that. And that's when I uh, decided, you know what, I really want to become a trainer. Like, I want to share this with the world. 
And that's how the journey 20 years ago started as a trainer and I wanted to open my own space and I worked out of different gyms, opened the studio and then I shared the rest is when, you know, it started with nutrition and the mindset and meditations and it just evolved into this beautiful thing that I I, I really stand by what I do now. I, I believe firmly that it, it cannot not work as long as the person has the desire to change. Oh, definitely. And um, for everybody who hasn't seen you, as I assume, maybe go have a look because I was so amazed. I'm like really impressed by how you look because you are obviously very feminine, yet you have those incredible muscles. So, you know, that, that speaks for itself, right? And we had this awesome conversation um, about some of the inner um, balances, like the masculine and feminine energies, because I think we're both as, as strong women that actually are physically strong. I think that's quite an interesting uh, conversation, how to balance that. Um, yes. Do you mind touching a little bit on how? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what do you think I'd about that? To. Yeah, it's a very important subject because... And I think both ways for men and for women, it's an important subject because this term feminine and masculine, people think of them as, you know, they, they think if you say feminine, you're weak, right? Like you're vulnerable. And I thought that for years, this is why when I moved to States and I started grinding and I got into my own mindset and I, I dealt with anger for a lot of years, I was very much in the masculine space because it was survival. It was me against the world. That's how I felt, you know, I was 20. Um, but it was me trying to figure out my way in this world. And I, 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 I had to survive. And for that, you need masculine energy, but you also need the feminine energy. And this is for, for, for both, you know, men and women, we, we need both because it's really like the yin and the yang and it's the flow and the feminine energy is not vulnerability. It's actually care. It's a deeper relationship. It's, um, relationships with anybody really it's, 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 it's what masculine is missing, right? Like they really truly fulfill each other. And I lived in masculine for a really long time, but you that started showing up in my life. I it was too much of a wall that I had put up to protect myself. And if you find yourself in one or the other too much, there's a pull. There's something that's pulling to that side and there's some void missing. So, when I started really working on me and healing from the inside and I allowed myself to step into the feminine, that's when I got into meditations and visualizations and spending time in nature and connecting with my heart, connecting with my intuition. That's when I realized, okay, now I've been to one extreme, now I went to the other extreme, now I can find myself and shape myself into being balanced. So that when I'm doing business, I can show up in my masculine and do what needs to be done. But when I'm dealing with my clients or with my family, I can step into my feminine and be the caring person that I need to be. And I've learned to flow between the two. And looking back, it was really trying to fill a void of my life that I didn't even know what, what it was at the time, because I took pride in the fact that I was always, you know, masculine energy, right? Um, I think that it's an important conversation to have these days because, and, I, and I'm going to mention this too, like my husband, for example, he's very like, he's a man's man. He's a masculine guy. However, he's a stay-at-home dad. And for that, he needs that balance of the energies because he's very caring for our son and he can spend all day with him and playing and taking care of him and doing whatever needs to be done. 
And I think that a lot of people are afraid to say that these days because like, oh, you know, he's in his feminine energy. That's really just a caring energy. You know, I don't know anybody who wouldn't want both in one person. Whoever we are interacting with, we want to have both, right? I want to know that if I'm standing on the cliff and I trip, I can crawl back up. I need that masculine energy and that strength and that physical strength, right? I need to know that if things go wrong in my life, I can mentally handle them. That can be masculine energy. But I also need to be a mother and a wife and I need to care for my clients and I need to be able to hold their hand through experiences and have compassion and understand what it feels like to fall and how to get back up, right? So it is, it is a dance. It is a flow and it's individual for everybody, that journey of learning the flow. But it's important to address it. It's important to start being aware of it. And again, understanding where am I spending majority of my time? And because we had this awesome conversation on our last call, I really wanted to bring this here because this might be my perception and maybe you have experienced a different. I have noticed quite a few people starting from that masculine energy point, whether they're being uh, female, male or anything else, um, that for some reason into transforming and transformation and body transformation, masculine energy is a good entrance. And a lot of times, once you hit that wall that you just said, that's when people are like, I need to do something else because just with this, I'm not getting any further. And then they're like, oh, what else can I bring in that might be more feminine energy, more caring for yourself, first of all, so that yes. you can care for others and then start working in doing meditation, all these other things. Have you noticed something similar or is this my <laughs> individual perception? Yes. And I actually have my, so, so to speak, theory about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, masculine is necessary for survival. And we come from generations a lot of times, especially us Europeans, <laughs> but a lot of Americans too, who come from generations that were living in survival, right? Like even if you look just just Europe, right? World War One, you start rebuilding, there's World War Two, right? And, and you start rebuilding. And now those generations from those generations from those generations that have always dealt with survival are now raising us, right? So that's one thing is why there's masculine dominance. And of course, I believe that there's masculine dominance because there's not enough um, um, also female leaders in this world to balance the whole thing. And it's easy to be in masculine energy because it's survival. And if you look at human species, we're here because we've strived to survive right? Nature can be vicious sometimes. So when you want to survive, you got to get that masculine energy. But you're right. When you start from that, you can build the foundation to be a strong foundation. If you start off with feminine energy and you show up in the world, the world can eat you alive if you're not ready for it, right? Because you, you can be too caring, right? We all know people who are too caring and too serving, right? And so my mom was like that. She was very giving and very serving and she was an empath and she would take on other people's pain and problems. Well, you know, she died prematurely. She died at 61. And I believe that one of the things that influenced her health was that, right? So I, that's why I believe that most people show up in masculine energy, but if they stay in masculine energy, they realize, okay, this is not everything. 
and then they tap into the feminine and it's allowing yourself to even tap into feminine because when you've been in masculine so long again it's about survival i don't want to feel vulnerable but it's a part of the whole experience this is why we have a whole spectrum of emotions we're meant to experience them all right and then we get to choose how it's going to flow in our life and when i need the feminine when i need the masculine energy so that's my little two cents on why I believe that happens. I'm such a big believer on, on balance as well, just balance in all aspects. And the seconds we're out of balance, we're really feeling it. And that's usually when we're like, there's the roadblocks. So is there, I know everybody's very individual. Is there any roadblocks you saw a lot for people? Like what are people normally experiencing for themselves was holding them back from really excelling, really going into that um, thriving state. Is, is it really that individual or have you seen some, some, some common challenges? Yes, yes, definitely. So uh, whenever I start working with someone, I'll tell them that the work is up in your head. There will be an inner war. But the work is also about opening your heart and connecting with your heart, which can sound scary to some people. Again, if you're in the masculine energy, I'm talking to you about opening your heart. You're like, what? <laughs> I, no, I'm not ready for this. So that's what I'm saying. Like, they have to be ready for that, right? But the work is done within, right? We all have stories that we've told ourselves about this world and how things are and who hurt us and things like that. But the work is in taking responsibility for everything in my life and for some like first time i heard this i was like well what do you mean but this person did this to me and that person did here's the thing if i keep saying that story that this person did that to me and that person did that to me i keep giving them power to affect my life and i'm not willing to do that with anybody i want to know that I'm responsible for everything, which means if something doesn't go well, I can be the one to change it. So the biggest thing to understand is it's the inner work, the work of listening to the words I'm using to um, starting to be aware of my thoughts. And then I see people and this is and I'm not going to say 100 percent of the time because so, I always like to leave a little wiggle room. But 99.9% .9 of the time, it all boils down to, I'm not worthy. It's a limiting belief of worthiness. I'm not worthy. I don't deserve that. And it's typically not a very obvious limiting belief because it's covered in other things. It's covered in procrastination. It's covered in self-sabotage of some sort. It's covered in, you know, belief, you know, that's never going to happen to me or, I can't do that because this person, right? Like whatever other thing that we tell ourselves is, but typically, typically, typically it boils down to, I just don't feel worthy of having health, of having a body I want, of having the money I want, of having the life I want. And then when they're in that state, they go on social media and compare themselves to people posting their best. And then they think, well, there, everybody else is living better than me. Everybody else is worthy, but I'm not worthy. Or they start thinking of why is it happening for everybody else, but not for me? It must be because I'm not worthy. So I'm going to say that 
majority of times it's worthiness. Mm. So, so just work on that, right? Just yeah. Feeling worthy. It's it's such a big topic. I mean, I I heard about that too. It's coming up over and over. Some of my struggles personally as well too and a lot of coaches I heard it, it all comes down to that and then some people actually show that because they're like I, I need to share this so that others can feel more secure they're not the only one and some do not share it and then it, it seems like well they're they're just perfect and nobody is <laughs> we're all just cooking with water or some similar saying like that <laughs> So I like that. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Well, oh, I heard I heard I a more that. rude one. I heard a ruder one, but something <laughs> about a toilet, but I like that one, you know. Um we're yeah. all doing the same things. Yes. Um and some do it in a more expensive homes and a lever, you know, like all the it's just very, very um similar you know, when and, you and it's and again that goes with that willingness to change, right? I have to be willing to look into my childhood maybe, and, and I'm not big on like going and digging into the childhood, but maybe looking into when did I even pick this up? Although a lot of times it's not even about when did I pick this up, it's about how do I learn to work from this point on with it? You know, but I've done the, some inner work on my, you know, what they call inner child. And I'm like, I would envision the little me and think of her and, what we don't want to get into is the well my parents did this or the society did that, right like it goes back to okay you know what it worked for you at a time you were a child and how do i feel worthy now and that's when meditations can be very powerful and that inner chatter right we know how bad bullying is yet most people bully themselves in their heads and i always say you are with you 24 7. nobody spends more time with you than you so wouldn't it make the most sense to work on that relationship the most, right? Like if I had to be next to someone 24 <laughs> seven, I, I hope to God, I like that person. Seriously. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise it's going to be a really long 24 hours, seven days a week. Right. Mm -hmm. So I might as well allow myself to slowly work on it, to work through the mud, to work through whatever I need to work through, to make my relationship with me be a great relationship so that I'm not bullying myself in my head that I'm my own biggest supporter. Then I can go and show up in the world. So the work I, yeah. always is the inner work always is. And that's the actual work. This is why a lot of people don't want to do it because it's not an easy work. It's not easy to always look and admit to yourself and say, I did that. But when we do that, that's when as they say, the magic happens because that's when you're able to transform your whole life. Absolutely. Definitely find your inner best friend. Be become that person. Because, yeah, it, it sounds so silly when, uh, when I hear it. And it's so true, though. Nobody else spends more time. And, like, we're, we're all having these conversations. I started having, uh, doing walks, having conversations out loud. I had amazing conversations with myself. Not because now I'm, and it doesn't, some people I think think they don't deserve that either because, you know, obsessed about yourself. We're not talking about narcissism here. We're not yeah. talking about you're the only person that's the coolest. Just 
just appreciate yourself and work with yourself. Yes, loving ourselves. I think that's one of the problems. And I'm glad you said narcissism because we need to get clear on that. Narcissism starts in childhood and it starts from a, a developmental issue of not being cared for enough. And it actually stems in self-hate. So whether you want to or not, you're simply not going to be able to become a narcissist, even if you wanted to. But there's this big fear of, I don't want to be, because we've been told that, right? Don't be too full of yourself. Who do you think you are? Yeah. Well, you know what? I do think that I'm special and I do think you're special. I believe that every single person is special in their own kind of way. The way I see it is this world is like this big, beautiful puzzle. And if there's a puzzle piece missing, it's not a complete puzzle. And you are that piece. So Ooh. if the, you have to be a part of that beauty, by default, you are a part of that beauty. And we're all like, you know, again, if we're not working on ourselves, we're trying to take them, ourselves out of that puzzle. But I don't belong, but I don't know I'm not worthy, but I'm not. Nature is abundant. Everything in nature is abundant, which means we are abundant by nature. It's our thoughts that lead us to a belief that then creates our life. I'm not worthy, I don't deserve it. I'm never gonna do this, be this, have this. That's only in our thoughts and beliefs. And if we start changing that, start changing that inner chatter, over time, we're gonna believe the new belief. And that's when we change our lives. Mm. So can you share some tools with us or how you work your clients through that? So for somebody who now realizes wow, I have been to some degree or a lot of this, uh, to a lot, to, to a big degree doing this. How can you start, right. you know, turning it yeah. around? Because there's all, you can always start. Yes, so you can It doesn't always matter start. how old you are, how bad it seems, always yeah. start. But how yeah. do we start? So I am huge on making small changes, right? Like some people say you can have affirmations and repeat them and they're going to feel like a liar first, but keep repeating them. For most people, I find that after a few times, it still feels like a lie. They give up on it. So what I say is you are at point A, you want to get to point B. There's a bridge in between that connects the two. So like I work with people mainly in health, right? Like how they feel, but overall health. So I tell people like, let's say that somebody comes to me for um, weight loss, right? So they're focused on weight loss. They're focused on, I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. I want to lose weight. What they, they're telling their brain all the time that the brain actually keeps hearing the word weight and it actually keeps putting on more weight. It's how our brain works. We got to give it an instruction of what we want. Now, if I don't feel healthy and I know I need to lose weight. Now, if I create an affirmation to say I'm healthy, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. It sounds like a lie. And a lot of times by day three or four, I'm going to be like, this is BS, right? And what can happen is you keep telling yourself I'm health healthy, but a part of the brain that in the back is going, you know, you're not, no, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not. And it can create a conflict. Now it can work for some people if they keep doing it over and over again and keep introducing the new feeling of feeling healthy. But generally speaking, that's a harder way to do it. So what I tell people is focus on the bridge in between. So instead of focusing on the weight, or instead of focusing on the end goal, which is I want to be healthy and I am healthy, create an affirmation that that's believable, but it leads you to the right direction. So I'm getting healthier every day. I'm working on myself to get healthier every day. Okay, now that's believable, right? I am working on that. Now that gives you a little bit more momentum 
to start thinking of health, focusing on health and start, your brain is like, okay, I can go with that. I can work with that. And then it leads you toward focus on health. And more and more, you re- as you repeat that, the more actions and, and emotions you're gonna have about it are based on your health. And so I love creating these bridges in between that are not too extreme. So take what your belief is now, take what you believe you want your belief to be and create something in between that's believable that you can repeat. And it is really repetition. It really nothing beats a repetition. This is why you make a small change once a week, but you stick to that change, right? Like I, my clients who don't work out, I start them with 10 squats a day. Like it's so easy to talk myself out of going to the gym and driving there and there's going to be traffic. But if I tell myself I have to do 10 squats a day, there's hard, like there's nothing that my brain can tell me to talk me out of that, right? But if I stick with that, then that will have the positive ripple effect. And that's the same with affirmations. You have to repeat because each time you repeat, you're retraining and rewiring your brain to work for you, not against you. And then also seeing that you actually did something like 10 squats a day for a consecutive amount of time and being like, oh man, I can be consistent. I just have to choose my goal accordingly, not go for a thousand squats a day because who does that, but something that you can do and then keep going. So this is very personal and um, feel free to, you know, to just be like, yeah, another time. Um, did, did this, um, um, I not idea, but um what you learned there about the limiting beliefs did that came from you having limiting beliefs and dealing with that um is was that part of your journey yeah absolutely um i lived in anger for years and i didn't even realize it was anger because i was in the masculine energy and i was tough and you know i was listening to all this kind of music that was making me tough right and you know i just started like thinking about life right? Like just, you start asking yourself questions, right? Like, what am I doing with my life, right? Like, is, is this how I want to feel all the time? And I remember this because I remember meeting happy people. And I was like, how are you so happy? Or like, I was mad at them for being that happy because I was so much in my anger. I was like, how are you so happy? Like, what do you have so much to be happy about, right? Like, that would piss me off. And I remember thinking that and I was like, why would they make me mad? Why would their happiness make me mad? And it was one of those first questions that you start asking yourself with curiosity, right? Why is it that I do what I do? Why is it that and you start asking yourself about yourself? And you start allowing yourself space to say, well, what if things change? How could I be happy? How could I be ha- happier? How could I laugh more? You know, I was also talking to people and I would say things like, you know, I remember laughing so much when I was a kid, like so much that I would get in trouble. And that was the problem. I would get in trouble. So I was Mm -hmm. taught not to laugh so much. And then I started thinking, well, when is the last time I laughed, like had a really good belly laugh? Because I remember doing that as a kid all the time and getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, society killed laughter in me. Like, I want to bring that laughter back. And that's just start spiraling this new set of thoughts of who am I? What am I doing here? What do I want to do with my life? Which are not easy questions, right? But you would give yourself space to say, what is it that I want, right? 
And then the more you start asking yourself, the more you start looking at the world differently and start looking and picking it to what you want. And then you start working on that and you're like, why is this not still showing up in my life? That's when I dug deeper and, and, and also again, with my competitions, developing a binging disorder, that was a whole um, relationship with food. Cause I was like, why is it that all of a sudden I can't stop eating? Like I have willpower. I know I have more willpower than this. So in search for all of those questions, I started reading and researching and looking into other people. And I started looking really into people who made a huge change in their lives. Like um, there's a book called The 50th Law, which Robert Greene wrote about 50 Cent. Amazing book. And I was like, how would someone from New York being a drug dealer end up being who he is, right? Like I was fascinated with people like that. Like how did they change their life? And whatever I read, it was always about thoughts, thoughts, thoughts. And I was like, what, what about the thoughts, right? Then I went on a mental diet and that's when I was like, oh, this is crazy. Like you start connecting how your thoughts are creating your reality and you start taking responsibility for your thoughts. And now you have all these thoughts that you don't want to have, but like, and that, that became a journey that I started enjoying into how do I shape myself to be someone else? How do I change what I believe my identity is? Who do I want to become? And once you fall in love with a journey, and I fell in love with a journey, and I fell in love with myself, I started really loving myself. It was like, how can I be even better? Right? And then that's why we're here talking, having this conversation. Because every day I learn something, you know, I strive to be better. I, you know, I caught that momentum. And it feels so good that that's why I want to share with others is because it feels so good to feel good in my own skin. Oh, yeah. And even more, I really love that you start this by curiosity because curiosity is a great way of looking at something without judgment. Even at the, the things you perceive the worst, which doesn't have to be the worst, look at them curious. Oh, what's going on? What's, what's happening? What's going on? This is really interesting. And this could be like a terrible personality trait um, or what you see as per terrible, right? It could be anything. As you said, eating disorder, other um, addictions. Oh, what am I doing this? What's really going on? And this might take a while because when we start shining some light in the dark, there's like, it's, it can hide itself very well because oh, there's yeah. the eyes like, need to adjust. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And you know, there's a definitely guilt and shame that you got to get over, right? Like yeah. you first start looking into your darkness. You're like, Oh, I don't want to have that. I don't, that's okay. You're human, right? Mm -hmm. How do I do better? Right? Like, how can I do better? How can I? and a guilt and shame are a serious thing. Like there's so many people living in guilt and shame. But again, understanding that just because you want to be happy, it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's a journey. And like you said, it, okay. you shine that light. It's going to take a minute for the eyes to adjust. It's going to take a minute to figure out how to now do this, how to balance. And that's when I said, like, I went too much in the masculine, uh, too much in the feminine after that. And I had to come back and find my balance. Yeah. And knowing it will take time and it might be too scary at first, too. It can always do little steps. And I think a really good first step is always awareness. Because um, things, things that you don't see, you can change. So first seeing them is good. And yeah, maybe it's too much. You're like, oh, wow, this is big. Okay, well, now I know. And eventually 
I can look into what to do, but becoming aware of what is there is already a really good step in the first direction. Absolutely. So um, this is, this is amazing. So if somebody's like, man, Lexus really just did something in me that really wants this approach. So how can people find you? What, what do you do with people? Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. And I believe I'm on Instagram too. It's all my name. <laughs> it's all my name. L-E-K-S. Uh, last name V-U-C-K-O. Lexvico. Um, so it's spelled differently. You can mix it. If you spelled it right, it, it will come up. Um, I'll but put I'm the links in there media. as well. Yeah, I'll put yes, the links okay. in there for sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm all over social media. I'm trying to spread more awareness that, you know, it's not just about the weight. It's not just about the body. It's so much more than that. And, you know, um, I'd love, you know, TikTok is what I'm trying to kind of have more fun with. So if anybody listening to this is on TikTok, find me there. Let's connect. LinkedIn is another good place. So um, should That's be awesome. rel relatively easy to find me. And then you do coaching, you do one-on-ones and uh, group coaching, right? I do group coaching uh, as a membership, right? I do that as we have live workouts, live coaching, uh, live stretching, all of that recorded as well. Um, and then I do the one-on-one -on -one coaching as well. So um, again, depends on what the person needs, depends on you know what they're looking for, how fast they want results. You know, I can help them decide what works for them the best. Exactly, that's awesome. And now my, my favorite question, so we touched on a lot of topics. Did we not touch on any topic that's really dear to your heart or is there anything you'd like to share for people that you believe is really kickstarting people's transformation? Anything like that? You know, I just want to say, um, just work on being kind to yourself. Mm. That's it. Just that if you, if you took anything out of this, work on being kind to yourself. And I get emotional just talking about it because- Oh, this is so beautiful. Oh, it's a thank journey you so for everybody, you know, but working on being kind to yourself will change your life. Oh, this is beautiful and even more touching because I can see little teary in your eyes. And this is just beautiful that um, this is your conclusion and what you really got out of your story being, as it sounded quite harsh on you earlier. And now here you are very nicely balanced in your masculine and feminine. And telling us to be kind that that's really touching right. thank you We're so much with a feminine energy there you I go <laughs> love it now they go into my site and they're like who is this tough chick what happened to being kind to yourself <laughs> it's in there guys it's, it's like um it's it's even more in there when you don't see it obviously i find yeah. sometimes that's when you look at a chick like Lex yeah. that looks super tough and you ask the very um very authentic very deep emotional yeah. question when i met you and i was like this is so cool because you presented your soft side while looking pretty tough and physically i was intimidated and i was like but emotionally she's super nice so that's really cool sometimes yeah. you know don't judge by the cover we all have this inside and outside um and just because somebody looks super soft you can see some pretty tough side of them too so it's all yeah it's a balance totally. you know and i want to I, I just want to one more thing is no, of when course you, when you allow yourself to step in the feminine you don't have to worry about losing the masculine like you will never lose that right like i can be the nicest person ever but if someone goes after my kid i will 
eat their head alive, right? Like the, I will turn into the beast, you know? So you never, and that was my, and the reason I want to say this is because I was so afraid to step in the feminine, but you never lose your masculine. You just learn when you need to go from one to the other. And that's, you have that's more. Really what it's about. And you, you have, have so much more repertoire, right? You can be like <sighs> drawing from there, this from there. Oh, this works better for this situation. So it's just super, super good. Totally. And it really, it, it can be totally balanced. Doesn't matter your gender. Really no, not. And that's, no. yeah. It just lowers your stress. Honestly, it just lowers your stress because it's, it's too much to be one of those all the time. It's too much. We need yeah. the balance. We have the balance inside. It's really about rediscovering that balance. So I'm just going to go ahead and ask, please be kind and unbalanced. That is really like the yes. take out of this, this conversation. I had such a blast. I could just keep going. Okay. I, I always do. Let's I just chat very soon again. And thank you so much. I really hope you guys took some away from this, something away from this and, um, be inspired by this and realize you are just as driven as Lex, for example, and go look at her picture <laughs> and remember when she said, be kind. So it's, it's okay. really, ama it's really amazing. Yes. I love this. I love this. We have to chat again. This is, uh, Oh, we will for you. sure. Yeah. And then thank you so much. And um, everybody listening. Uh, thanks Lex. Thanks everybody listening and have a wonderful day. Please be kind. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. There is more to us than the podcast. Your community awaits you in our free Facebook group. Click the link in the description to join the conversation now. You can also follow and connect to us on social media. Thank you again so, so much for listening. We really appreciate your time and support. With love, Lada and Ryan.